Welcome back, everybody. This is our uh, second installment of 31 Nights of Horror. Is that what we're calling it this year, Brian? Yeah, 31 nights, 31 days. Same thing. It all all works, right? Yeah, depends on what, what, what time you watch your movies, I guess. All right, we got uh, we're getting close to halfway done. So we we covered eight eight films the first go around. We're going to cover six on this one. Um, Brian, you want to you want to go first? Yeah, I'll go first. Uh, guess we'll head over. Like I said previously, uh, all my thirty one are going to be movies, new or old, that I have not seen. So uh, this one we're going to head over to Netflix for this year's. Uh, Night books. Oh, okay. This one's more of a, I guess you can call it a gateway or transitional movie for kids. You trying to get your kids into horror. Uh, This one. Kind of had this one on had it had it on the list, but the granddaughter did didn't seem too interested. So. um, Yeah, it it's a little more kiddie. Then. Is it? <laughs> yeah, I, it's fine though. It's it's got um, what's her name? Uh, Kristen Ritter. She plays a witch, and oh, okay. She is very sexy as a witch. Yeah. And uh, basic plot is uh, the movie starts with a kid uh, family's arguing about something. Uh, gets revealed later what they're arguing about. Uh, he. Gets his stuff, tries to run away, and he ends up getting caught by this witch. She catches kids, and she only keeps the ones that are useful to her. So he has to figure out what is his usefulness. And he happens to write scary stories, and she wants him to write and read a scary uh, story every night. Ah, okay. That's uh, a little bit of a twist. Yeah, the kid's uh, very uh, influenced by 80s horror, because when you see his room in the beginning, is he's got, like, posters of, like, The Thing, uh, People Under the Stairs. His favorite movie of all time is The Lost Boys, which, it, which it, that they kind of hooked me there, because uh, they, right. the, they play the theme song throughout the movie. So, I uh, wonder how they got away with that. Uh, they probably paid some money. Because uh, yeah. it's the actual song that's in the movie. Gotcha. The the, the cry little sister song. <laughs> okay. Well, maybe uh, hope, hopefully Universal won't come after him. Hopefully they paid, huh? Yeah, it seems like Universal owns all music. Uh, but uh, this was a decent one. Uh, basically, throughout the movie, he's uh, there's another kid in there with him and. While he's reading these stories or writing these stories, he's trying to figure out how to way to get out. And yeah, it, it, it was decent. Like I said, um, more towards the kids. It's uh, if you got to watch something with the family and you're not trying to go too too hardcore horror with it, uh, throw this one on. It's on Netflix. Night books. So she doesn't just eat them now. I won't say. I wouldn't mind being kidnapped by Kristen Ritter. Yeah. You know? Especially if she was dressed up like a sexy witch. Yeah, you just gotta gotta be useful. <laughs> Woo. At one time I could have been. I don't know if I could still keep up with her, but I'd give it a shot. Yeah. 
All right, so you, it's a recommend. Yeah, I recommend it. Good deal. Well, I um, I checked a couple out that you that you um that you had on your list last time we talked, and um, first one being the Shutter original uh, VHS ninety four. Oh, okay. Yeah, I really I really loved it. I probably probably my best or my favorite of the VHS installments. I think. Um, as usual, the wraparound story was probably the weakest link. I would I would say. Yeah, um, me and Nez are gonna have a. I think we're gonna do a thirty-one days on it. But I think out of all of the the entire series, I think this is probably the weakest wraparound. You think so? Yeah, it just kind of didn't really give you much. Like every time they came back to it, had something had happened, and I just kind of wish we'd seen something happen. Mm-hmm. Didn't so. didn't see much. Yeah, and then the the reveal of the wraparound, I was just kind of like that was eh. very silly. Yeah, I was like, eh. well, far far and away, man, my favorite uh, of the I guess the the short stories within it were, was the uh, the the mad the Indonesian mad scientist. Oh, uh, directed by uh, Timo. He did the, the that cult one, the death cult. That's right. And that was that's probably th- th- these are those are actually probably my two favorite VHS segments ever. Yeah, he he does some crazy stuff. He's got some crazy martial arts action movies that are like mm-hmm. super violent. He's he's a great director. He also did those. Uh, what is it? Uh, May the devil take me. Those movies. Does a lot of good stuff. Then um, yeah. I, that he, uh, that mad scientist kind of stole the show. I would say. Yeah, he's supposed to be doing because um, you remember they they were supposed to be remaking Train to Busan. Oh yeah, he's uh, I think he's directing. But the, he's directing the Americanized version, right? Yeah, but that's that's the only reason I'm kind of for it is if he's directing and they let him do what he does in his movies. Yeah, I would hope I would hope they would, man. This was, uh, I, I guess, that very beginning when you had the, the close up of the of the head, and then mm-hmm. they kind of panned out, and you got you got to see what was going on. Don't, oh, I don't yeah. want to give too much away, but it was um, kind of like you were playing a video game. A lot of point of view stuff, especially from the point of view of one of his creations. I thought was excellently done, and then the way they used cameras, filming people going through the going through the building. That um, were, uh, shall we say, trying to shut him down, <laughs> and then they <laughs> yeah. ran into more than more than they bargained for. That was a great segment. I, I thought the rap, the Rapma seg- segment was really good too. Mm-hmm. The uh, the people, not the people under the stairs, but the people under the sewer. Yeah. Um, yes, yeah, all all around fun movie. I I recommend VHS ninety four. I heard you talking about it. And you kind of kind of sold me on it. Nice. Uh, let's see. Uh, staying with Netflix, uh, my next one is There's Someone Inside Your House. Uh, new slasher oh, movie that came out this year. I've not heard good things. <laughs> I didn't mind it. Was it okay? Yeah, it was okay. It's, you know, it's a, it's a slasher. You know, there's a killer. Mm-hmm. Killing... 
high school kids for you know certain reason. Won't won't spoil it. Uh, it has uh, the main actress is uh, Sydney Park. She plays uh, Cindy on The Walking Dead. Okay. She's uh, the you know the girl when she's part of that group that it's all women. Mm-hmm. And her mother gets killed and she takes over leading. Yeah, they lived in the the beach the beachfront area. Yeah, yeah. She's she's the main girl in this. All right, so you you actually recommend what's the basic plot or what can you say about it? Uh, somebody's killing. People are getting killed, and right before they killed, like their secrets are being like revealed. Like every like, I'll, I'll tell the main the first guy that gets killed because it happens like in the first movie. Okay. Uh, it, he he's a part of the varsity football team, and they like haze another kid, and they like I guess like. Well, I'm not going to say they go too far. They do go too far, like hazing him. Okay. And somebody had taken pictures or video of it. And right before he gets killed, like he walks into one of the rooms in his house. And there's just like pictures of him and the, the high school football team, like basically beating the shit out of this other kid. Ouch. And the killer wears takes like photos of who he's killing and he takes like 3d he makes mask it with the 3d printer of their face and where is it <laughs> okay and there, there was some decent kills and from what uh-huh. i saw it, they looked i don't know maybe i was maybe because i watched it late so maybe i was too mm-hmm. tired but they they looked like they were for the most part a good mix of practical and a little bit of CGI in there, so it did look bad. Well, this was is on Netflix, right? Yeah, it's another Netflix one, so if you uh, yeah, need I'll to throw it something out. on. Throw uh, it on. I think I think Pete Pete MC is the one that was shitting all over it, but you know that guy's taste can run hot and cold, so yeah. But you know, like I said, it's it's a slasher, so right. You get you get what you expect with a slasher. If you're not a big fan of slashers, then you're not going to be into this one so you weren't you weren't mad then no high school kids getting killed Uh, netflix all right i'll uh i'll definitely check it out then okay sound like everybody who who went down had it coming yeah that kind of adds an extra extra layer of satisfaction to the experience yeah and there were some that you just kind of like well what he did wasn't that bad All right. Well, uh, for my next movie, went went back went back to the old days of uh, Universal. I thought it was the first Universal monster movie ever, but uh, come to find out that there was a uh, like a two and a half hour silent version of Hunchback of Notre Dame. You ever seen that one? I think I have, but I think my dad showed me when I was a kid. Yeah, I don't I don't know if I can sit through two and a half hours of a silent movie, but. Um, this hour and twenty minutes of, uh, or hour and thirty minutes of the Phantom of the Opera with the uh, original Lon Chaney Sr. Oh, okay. Um, not bad, not bad. I I didn't know I was getting into a silent movie. I I just kind of thought it was sort of like Wizard of Oz, where you you know I didn't I didn't expect it to be necessarily in color. Figured it would be black and white, but I I thought it I didn't think it was going to be like a a keyboard soundtrack, like you're at a baseball game the whole time you're watching it. Um, 
the the version I saw was pretty interesting because they had color filters. It's uh, the version that's on HBO Max. Oh, okay. Um, so like when you're like above ground, there's sort of like a tannish brown filter, and when you're down in the depths of where the phantom where the phantom's lair is and the underground canal and all that, it's sort of like a greenish filter. Um, and then when you're on stage or where they're doing the, the opera, it's it's a blue filter. So I thought that was kind of interesting. It had a little, you know, a little bit of, of um, I don't know, panache to it. Is that the right word I'm looking for? <laughs> yeah, I get it, what you're saying. It, it kind of added to the experience. So um, glad that I watched it. Uh, probably not going to be one of those annual repeats. Or anything like that. It was. It wasn't as fun as say, like the Invisible Man. Yeah, which, that one's fun. <laughs> which we had a lot of fun with, and it wasn't. I didn't think it was as good as as Dracula, Frankenstein, Bride of Frankenstein. But I mean, hey, it's it was the early days of Universal, and it's a silent movie. So if you if you go in knowing that, and expecting that, I think you, you know, you won't you won't be upset that you watched it. It's kind of a kind of a classic that I've never seen before the the mask that he wore when he wanted to look like a human was extremely cheesy mm. <laughs> kind of like a you know those little wax looking masks that you get that are clear that just yeah. sort of enhance your facial features yeah but buy them for 2.99 at the dollar store usually uh-huh. it, it was like that <laughs> and then <laughs> When you saw his actual face, it was pretty. It was pretty good makeup, I guess, for 1925. Now he was no Gerard, no Gerard Butler, Brian. Uh-huh. So don't, yeah, don't go in expecting that, you know. But not, not bad, not bad. Little, little bit different story than the musical version we saw, but almost exactly the same. Um, so yeah, 1925's Phantom of the Opera, my second or. I guess what we're up to tenth, tenth pick of the year. Yep. Uh, moving on to the next one, number eleven. Uh, this one's an older one, uh, 2012's horror comedy Stitches. Ah, I don't think I've ever seen this. Yes, this is a British horror comedy. Uh, basically, the clown Stitches performing <laughs> at a. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, I think he's, I have. Maybe I have seen this. Then yeah, it's goofy. Uh, he's okay. performing at a kid's birthday party, and he has oh. an accident where he gets killed, and he basically comes back like eight years later from the dead. Uh, coming after this. these kids, yeah, it's it's uh, ridiculous. I will like give- run somebody over and then back up and run over them again, or am I thinking of a different one? Ah, did he do that? <laughs> he might have. I don't know. But there, there was some, there was some pretty good kills in here, and it, it was all practical. Okay. Well, you know, it's like I said, it's it is what it is. I, I, it, it always pops up in, in you know, my recommendations, and I've never seen it, so I was just kind of like, you know, I'm not really into killer clown movies. But yeah, wasn't, threw it in. wasn't the beginning like he was at the party or something and somebody accidentally killed him? It like wasn't like he was murdered or anything like that. 
Yeah, I won't say how. But slip he, on a banana peel, or he I don't slipped know. on he slipped on something and fell on something. Okay. <laughs> and the 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 main kid that it was his birthday, he essentially traumatized him, and he had a fear of clowns. And then you flash forward like to when he's in high school and uh-huh. he's having a birthday party and. He's kind of like the nerd, the the kid right. that nobody likes. Okay. And all the kids that were at his party when he was a kid are kind of like the cool kids now and don't like him. But they come <laughs> to his birthday party anyways because, you know, it's a party and there's like going right. to be beer and stuff. And that okay. that's when Stitches comes back from the grave because he remembers all the kids that were kind of rude or mean to him when he was performing at that little kid's birthday party. So... Oh boy. There, there was there was some decent kills in here, but like I said, it's goofy. It, it's 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 a horror comedy, and I really like the guy that uh, that played um, Stitches. Let me try to find his name really quick. I think he's a stand-up comedian. Yeah, uh, Tommy I could Knight. Be wrong. All no, right, no, no, that was that was the main actor. Stitches was played by Ross Noble. Okay. I think you're right. I think he is a stand-up comedian. Yep, English stand-up comedian. Yep, I remember this. I saw it. <laughs> just, oh, well, you got to watch something, right? Yeah, it was. You know, like I said, it it always shows up on like uh, if you've watched this, maybe you'd like to mm-hmm. watch this. And I was just like, eh, I need something I haven't seen, so. Oh man! Now that we're on TikTok, why don't why don't we do a sequel to it? We can call it Stitcher, Brian, and 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 you put on the face paint. Would you do that? Yeah. People, huh? People will watch it. Why not? I guarantee you, people would watch it. I don't know if I could do a British accent though. You give it a shot. Oh, I'm gonna have to do one for our fanatic, right? Oh uh, yeah, you got to work on yours though. Comes out a little. Uh... A little Australian sometimes. <laughs> okay, well, we'll have to ask Tim about that, right? <laughs> yeah. Oh, man, so Stitches. Yep. All right, we ready to move on? Yep, number th- 11 for you. Ah, well, as luck would have it, man. Speaking of Australian, um, I watched the brand-new shark movie Great White. Ah. And speaking of Tim... <laughs> Brian, I think you might have been right about something. I think you got me on something, dude. And I'm going to look back and remember it at the end of the year and say, that motherfucker. <laughs> because when you said that there was a great chance that uh, Escape Room 2 is going to be crowded out of my bottom ten by the time we're done done with the year. Uh-huh. <laughs> you might have been on to something. Have you seen this movie? <laughs> I was gonna put it on our schedule, and then I <clears throat> and then I watched the uh, watched the trailer, and then I took it off the schedule. I'm not going to apologize uh, to Tim. <laughs> he seems to be the subject of conversation. Not going to apologize about my zero out of ten rating on Jaws: The Revenge. Um, but it's it's got it's got some stiff competition with this one, man. This was. Uh, this was absolutely horrible. Um, the absolute most hateable characters ever. 
Uh, well, the most hateable character since Black Christmas. And just a script that makes absolutely no sense. This guy um, and his girlfriend are in financial trouble, and they I, I, I don't know if they're taking these people out on a flight on their little airplane because they have to because they need the money so badly or if they would have just taken him out anyway. But I don't, I don't even know why they gave us that story about them being in financial trouble because it never really played in. It wasn't like this was something that they weren't going to do because there was a storm coming or whatever. But the shark, I mean, good God, man. I mean, I, I think this was just a green screen and, and CGI shark all the way from start to finish. I, I don't think there was ever any real effects in this movie whatsoever. And then you've got this bizarre, weird relationship between the two people that they chartered the plane for to take him out to this private island. And it's almost like, okay, there's going to be a payoff here. Because, like, he says something and she's like, oh, honey, no, I, I didn't mean it that way. I, and then kind of, like, shrunk back from him. I thought, ah, he's an abuser. And I looked at Asia. I said, watch, he's going to be an abuser. It's going to come out and he's going to get eaten and we're all going to cheer. Never even came out in the storyline. Nobody knows why they acted that way. Nobody knows why they set up the financial hardship for the main couple that, that had the airplane. Some of the worst effects of a shark I've ever seen in my life. They might as well just have done bubble guppies or something like that. Some hand-drawn cartoons probably would have been better. <laughs> um, the ending of this movie is, I can honestly say, Jaws the Revenge had a much more logical ending than this movie did. Um, wow. This this is going to be in a strong battle for, for worst worst movie of the year. It's it's really bad. It is uh. really bad. And then at the ending, um, I, I, fuck it, I'm going to spoil it. It's brand new. I'm going to spoil it anyway. There's a couple of survivors at the end. And so the big, um, oh, great, the movie's over with. They end up on a desert island. No one else on the island. No one's looking for them because the guy forgot to call in the, that they were doing the flight. Um, so there's literally no one looking for them the whole time. And they're on this desert island, and you're like, credits roll. And so now, what are they going to do? They survived the shark, but they're stuck on a tiny island with probably no food or fresh water. Um, ah, okay, cool. That's the end of the movie. Really bad. Don't, don't watch Great White. Don't watch it. Don't watch it. Did uh, Katrina Bowden at least look good? Uh, was that the blonde? Yeah. Yeah, she looks good. I can't. I can't argue with that. In fact, there was a, a big teaser scene at the beginning where it looked like her and the the main guy were about to 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 kind of get it on. And as soon as they started um, going toward it, uh, the 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 camera just panned away and went uh -huh. to like a fireplace or something. <laughs> So it was the ultimate tease. Just so stay away from Great White. So they, they they gave you nothing at all in this entire movie. They gave you they gave you less than nothing. <laughs> they gave you blue balls. <laughs> okay, yeah. So I kind of I saw the trailer and I was just kind of like, eh, watch something else. I wouldn't waste your time, man. Unless you want to fill out your bottom ten. I mean, you you may have a totally different opinion than me, but. I don't think so. All right. Number 12. We're heading back over to Amazon Prime and back to the Blumhouse. Ah, okay. 
Number 12 is this year's, uh, am I saying this right, Madre? Madre, okay. Yes. This is about a couple. uh, uh, I believe she, her husband's Mexican. He's from Mexico. He gets a job uh, heading a, being a manager of a crew of uh, farmer, farmhands or something like that. Mm-hmm. And his wife, I believe she's Mexican too, but she's Mexican American. Like she doesn't really okay. speak Spanish. Ah, uh, yeah, maybe a little Spanglish. Yeah, and they they kind of hinted at they her parents, uh, I guess, weren't allowed to speak Spanish or something. What the fuck? Yeah, the they didn't really go <laughs> in. They didn't really go into it. Okay. Because she she looks Mexican, and right. then when when you meet. When you meet her sister, her sister really looks Mexican. So I was like, "How are you guys not allowed to speak Spanish?" But they 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 just kind of mentioned it and then didn't really go into it. But huh. she's pregnant. Uh, they move into a new house. This is set in like the seventies. Okay. And um, she starts to experience strange things in the house. And then uh, there's there's a whole plot line of uh, all the women, all the Mexican women that. Uh, work for this uh, company on the farm. <laughs> they're all uh, okay. They're all uh, when they get pregnant, uh, they they uh-huh. end up lo- losing the baby. Oh. And uh, she she kind of tells her husband, "Do you realize there's there's no there's no Mexican babies around here? There's no you know other than like one person who are when they I guess they already had a son when they came there." She was like, he's the only kid that you see. Weird. And, okay. Yeah. I feel bad for laughing now. I thought you yeah. were going to say something different. And there's there's kind of a twist in there that it's kind of a, there's something bad going on, but there's also something supernatural kind of in the mix too. And she's trying to figure out, you know, what the, what's, what's really happening, you know, and then she, she starts to get sick and have this rash and basically uh, people are saying that she has the curse this actually actually sounds kind of interesting yeah it's not bad it it has it has a message it's kind of like based off of something that actually happened in real life and they kind of they kind of you know do the when the credits roll kind of give you the story of what happened interesting so I, I thought I thought the subject was interesting, and then when you find out, you know, something like this like actually happened, you're just kind of like, you know, that's fucked up. And yeah, I guess so. Uh, the main actress, she was pretty good, and the, the guy that played her husband, he was in that uh, the Forever Purge. He was the uh, well, we want to hold that against him. He was the the quote unquote real cowboy, the the guy that was right, actually. Right. Doing, you know, you know who I'm talking about. Yeah, the one who could break the horses and yeah. had the respect of the of the patriarch. I'm yeah, honest. he's he's starting to pop up in a lot of things. He's uh, I ain't gonna say he's like a, a great actor or something, but he's he's uh-huh. uh, he's pretty good. He's kind of he's 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 very uh, likable. Yeah, I'll just, pr- I'll probably check it out. Yeah, uh, Amazon Prime. Well, I, I too visited the the Blum House on Amazon Prime for my number twelve, uh, right? And again, I went to a film that that you had seen in your in your last grouping that 
you know what, dude? I, I'm going to just put it straight up. I was not expecting much at all out mm. of the movie. Um, but what can I say? You had me at Keith David, not David Keith. Uh, I know what and that's talk. really all you had to say, man. It, I was going to watch this movie no matter what, but I was very pleasantly surprised with Black as Night. I thought it was just going to be silly. This was not silly. There was some heavy shit going on. Yeah, there's uh, some of these. Uh, actually, I will say all four and I'll, I'll get into my uh, in my next one. They they all had messages in them. Even the Richard Brink one. Yeah, uh, Bingo Hell. There's there's a uh, like they they take stuff that's that's going on in our country and in the world, and they they all been. I thought they were kind of put in there nicely. That wasn't heavy handed with it or anything. Uh, I, w- I was very worried at first because you had, uh, I thought, well, here comes a total young adult movie that's going to be really crampy. Keith oh, Davis probably. She, she wasn't a kid to you? Well, see, and that's what you were saying. Like, I caught that line that she said, you know, when I, the year that I got my breasts was the year I turned into a vampire or whatever. You know, maybe, maybe she was just a little slower to develop, Brian. Oh, okay. Um, but it, yeah, I'm, I'm with you. It seemed like a bit of an exaggeration. Um, I, when you started meeting these characters, though, I was really, really getting worried. I, I was starting to cringe a little bit that this is going to be just kind of like a kids movie. Yeah, by some of the dialogue, I was kind of like, uh, maybe something my daughter would like to watch, other than me. Soon as they got to the part where she had to go and visit her her mother, I, uh-huh. I kind of started seeing that this was a real, you know, a real movie with a real story to it. Mm-hmm. Um, particularly when you're talking about, and yeah, oh, I was, I think I messaged you. It was absolutely filmed in New Orleans. There's no doubt. You can't so, recreate. AJ it, AJ was watching it with me. She has a photographic memory, so she can tell you the exact. She, she can tell you not only a street but like the address. Okay. where a particular scene is filmed, so she pointed a lot of stuff out to me. So it wasn't set in Atlanta or Toronto or... <laughs> no, it was definitely filmed in, in New Orleans. There's there's no doubt. You sure it wasn't filmed in Bulgaria or some, somewhere crazy? I've seen that happen before, <laughs> but not... I, I, don't, I think we can safely say this one was... This one took place there, and I'm sure... That during filming, it would have been a lot of fun to meet Keith, Keith David on Bourbon Street because <laughs> he was a lot of fun at, at Frightmare three or four years back when we saw him. Nice. Uh, great. No, great story. Great script. Um, all of the actors, I thought, did their part. Keith David just was way over the top. He was in it so much more than I thought he was going to be. And I kind of saw it coming a little bit, but I didn't know how they were going to pull it off. Um, because of um, what we know about vampires and what they can and can't do and be exposed to, etc. Yeah, so I, I like how they played around with it and I changed it up. Liked it a lot. They had a yeah. They whoever wrote the script. I was trying to look up the screenwriter to see if they'd really done too much more. And it looks like yeah, it looks like a lot of these people. Blumhouse is kind of given a chance to up and coming filmmakers which is a good thing but uh, this was a very well written story it was extreme it was really tight all the acting was good um the message wasn't lost on you but it, like you were saying they're not like hitting you over the head with it 
Yeah, like and a it, certain Christmas movie. I'm going to tell you what, man. I think this uh, they they pulled it off with this one. If if the other if the other Welcome to the Blumhouse are nearly this good, I'll I'll watch all of them, especially since I've got Amazon Prime. Um, yeah, yeah. Think, very happy think, with it. I think they're good for the messages because, uh, and I think I will say. Um, the four this year or a step up from the four last year are they yeah that w- that would make sense I-, I would think that it hopefully every every year they'll get better and better and you're you're right that I, I i i like that too how they're giving these uh up and coming new directors and screenwriters uh a chance to get their name out i think the blumhouse is doing a really good thing yeah i I'm glad you mentioned it. I uh, it, it was a it was a fun fun experience, and David uh, <laughs> Key just he stole it, man. I mean, I knew he would, but I didn't expect that much out of him. I thought it was going to be more of a a cameo type thing, so I was very pleasantly surprised with that. I think we should have a T-shirt. Yeah, uh, Keith David, not David Keith, where it's. Keith David smiling on one side, and then David Keith freaking out from Firestarter on the other side. Well, as long as Universal doesn't own the rights to all that, we might have a shot at it. <sighs> Damn it, Universal. All right. My next one, uh, was it 13? Lucky number 13. This one is the fourth and final one of the Welcome to the Blumhouse series and that is the manor ah with the the bar uh, famous Bar barbara hershey yep barbara hershey she is full-on gray in this movie it was Mm kind of because she was at frightmare when we were there right i believe so yeah she she wasn't gray like this at all so it was kind of it was like whoa kind of getting up there now barbara uh, yeah, this also felt, stars Bruce I Davidson. That, I felt bad that we didn't go by her by her table, man. We should have. Um, yeah, but, she's she's a great actress and she's done a lot. We should have. Yep, should have should have should have uh, gone by there. Sometimes I get I kind of my my throat, you know, my heart jumps into my throat a little bit when they're that famous, and I'm a little bit afraid to to go over and talk to them. But they're people too, you know. Everyone. Yeah. I think I think for before we get to the next movie, I think uh, next year uh, or next Frightmare, I'm gonna bring my daughter because I'm trying to. She's starting to be kind of like that, where she mm-hmm. doesn't want to speak, and I think maybe if I bring her to Frightmare and expose her to to things like that and kind of get her out her shell, and I don't know, we'll see. Yeah, I think it's a great but, idea. But the manor, Barbara Hershey, Bruce Davison. Barbara Hershey is seems like a fun, fun woman in this one, and uh, she ends up having. Uh, I believe she has a. She either has some kind of heart condition or a stroke, and they find out she has. Uh, I forgot now. That I forgot she has some kind of condition, and the the daughter puts her basically in a nursing home like like dementia or something like that all yeah i think it's kind of like pre like early onset 
Yeah, she doesn't have it, but she is basically on her way there. And uh, she gets put in this place called uh, basically the manor. And uh, it kind of makes you think that they're abusing the elder patients there. But then you also kind of get a... Was was Ben Stiller one of the... What are the orderlies that would answer it right there? Oh, uh, with his big handlebar mustache? Yeah. <laughs> no, he didn't pop up. Uh, but then uh, throughout the movie, you're kind of thinking maybe there's uh, some other sinister things going on throughout yeah. the throughout okay. the uh, nursing home. And you, you don't know if the, the staff are in on it or... And what's going on? Or this could all just be in Barbara Hershey's head, because like I said, you know, she's going through, you know, her her condition. So she could just be seeing things or they could be happening. They could be supernatural or could be the staff abusing patients. You know, you never, never know. So a lot uh, of a lot of high anxiety. Yeah. And uh if you're a fan of Barbara Hershey, check it out. Uh, like I said, she's in it, Bruce Davidson, and uh, uh, there was a couple other people in there, too. So, probably not my favorite out the four, but it it was a decent one. And like I said, she, she plays a bit of a, a firecracker in this one. So that, she, that she definitely, has, definitely sounds like the slower of the, yeah. of the four stories. Yeah, she. I, I like the character though, because she like her her son cusses her grandson, her teenage grandson. He's like, mm-hmm. gots her back and believes her, you know, and is trying to help her out. And when he cusses, she's just like, watch your mouth. And he's like, Grandma, you cuss all the time. <laughs> she was like, Right. Well, I fucking earned it. So, <laughs> so I, I I did like the character she played. So definitely. Uh, might as well, if you checked out the other ones, give this one a try. You're, you're right, Lance. It is on the more, more slower burn side, but uh wasn't bad. I didn't hate it. All right. I'll check. I'm going to check them all out, man. I mean, I really haven't heard too much neg- negative about any of them, except a couple of people. Uh, again, Ben's cast didn't care for Bingo Hell that much. But Oh, you, you know I was going to watch it because of... Uh, I'm gonna watch it because of Gigi and with and Richard Brake, right? Yeah. I mean that's what's, a that's a one-two punch. What's up, Gigi? I know you're <laughs> listening. Um. Oh, by the way, pardon any background noises you might hear. The my my granddaughter's getting ready for the homecoming dance tonight, so they're out in the yard taking pictures. Oh, nice. And of course, the THR Recording Studios, um, uh, Texas Division. Is is here in our in, in my garage? So uh, okay. Texas. Um, um, so you may hear a little little noises in the background. I'll tell her have fun, but not too much fun. <laughs> right. Yeah. Make sure that phone locator stays on, right? Oh yeah. Yeah. You you got to you got to have it on there. So that was. Uh, oh, so you said we're up to number thirteen. At the, at I believe so. Let me double check. Uh, 10, 11, 12, 13. Yep, you're 13 now. All right. My number 13, I think you've seen it. Um, I, I, where did I see it? Was it on Amazon Prime? Where I streamed it somewhere. 
And that's the good thing about a lot. I noticed you and I are both covering a lot of movies that are streamable. Mm-hmm. With the exception of Great White, which whatever you do, don't pay for it. I, I didn't. Ironically, I, I short movie, I, I actually sailed the high seas, which I rarely mm. do. All right. My number 13 is a movie that I also found streaming. I, I don't know where it was. I think maybe uh, Amazon Prime, but that that's kind of the good thing about a lot of these movies we're picking. Uh, it seems like a lot of them do tend to be available streaming. Not Not Great White. I actually literally sailed the seas for that, which, as you know, I'm the idiot that normally pays for everything. I sure am glad I didn't pay for that piece of shit. <laughs> the, uh, instead of body parts bobbing on the water with that movie, it's turds. But um, Yeah, number 13, I checked out one called The Gin. I think you've seen ah, it. Yeah, with uh, the little kid. Uh, yeah. Is it the one in an apartment building? Your apartment yeah, you had you had us watch the trailer for it, and we were like, "What the fuck is this? Is this like a haunted?" I think Philip said, "Like, looks like it's a haunted bathroom or something." <laughs> little, he's, little. He's not a, he's not in the bathroom that long. No, but little little did we know there there would be a movie about a haunted bathroom coming out that we reviewed a few a few weeks ago. <laughs> um. I enjoyed it. Uh, it's getting a lot of love out there. Like I noticed a few people like gave it big props when I put it on Facebook that I was watching it. Um, I think Heather from uh, Friday Nightmares podcast said it was her favorite film of the year. Uh-huh. I didn't get that much out of it. Uh, yeah, I liked it, but I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't think it'll be on my top ten. Not top ten. I, I I enjoyed it. It was nice for what it was. It was kind of you know a small enclosed area. Mm-hmm. Um, the the rules were. I, I like the fact that the rules that they established for what the gin could do and what bodies the gin could take over or be seen as. I, I appreciated that because it was actually logical. You know, it made sense. It had to be someone who had died that it could show up as. Mm. And considering what this kid had gone through, some of the choices the gen took made perfect sense. Um, but I don't know for my for my for my money, it's not I, not my favorite movie of the year. And and I'm I'm with you, not probably not top ten. Kid kid was a decent actor. I thought the dad was a little bit corny. Yes, yeah. <laughs> I mean so. Correct me if I'm wrong, but the kid could hear, obviously, because you could see some, like, there'd be a noise and he'd react. But he was just mute? Is that what it was? I think so. It's, they, uh, it's been a while since I've seen it. You, you, so you don't remember if they ever explained that, why he was mute? Uh, I think it had something to do with the mother passing or something. Okay, well, it was it was a decent movie. Um, check it out. He was good in. Uh, did you watch uh, the boy behind the door? I have not seen the boy behind the door. Did that come out this year also? Yeah, it's on Shutter, I think. Uh, he he's in it too. He or he's one of the one of the boys, and uh, ah. that that one I think is a better movie than Jim. Okay, well, I, I not not mad that I saw it. It it was a it was a decent watch. Um, uh, that was one reason I picked it is because it was about an hour and 22 minutes. So it was a perfect, it was an, I, I think it's an IFC midnight movie, wasn't it? Yeah. 
perfect little watch for my lunch hour at work because you know I've, I'm doing the air quotes here. My lunch hour. Yeah. Because I've, you know, I don't know who I work for that might be listening to this. Hopefully, no one. But I've I've been known to take a lunch three hours before for a particularly good series that I couldn't stop watching. But uh, nah, hour and twenty two minutes. Per- perfect short film. Um, didn't had a lot going on, but didn't have too much going on. So yeah, check out the gen. It's worth it. All right, my last one for um, this uh, installment we're doing is uh, going over to back to Shutter, and this one is Mosquito State. <laughs> what the. Mosquito State? Is this the one with Harrison Ford? Oh, that's the Mosquito Coast. Yeah, this one is not really horror. Doesn't I would sound say like it's, a horror. Type. I would say it's more of a psychological. It says psychological thriller, but I would take the thriller part out and put drama. <laughs> okay. And the, there, I guess. Mosquito horror, State. <laughs> I guess horror, there would be body horror in it. Was the does it got turned into a mosquito? No, he's um how do I put it? He's he he works on Wall Street, but okay. he's kinda got I don't I don't I don't know. I never really got what was really wrong with him. He's kind of antisocial. He doesn't know how to really associate with people and but I guess he's like the main, the guy that owns the company on Wall Street, he's he's like his, as he puts it in his in in the movie, his golden goose, because I yeah. guess he created like some kind of program that like makes some money, and he's like super smart and but he like is super antisocial and throughout the movie he he's kind of like losing it because. Um, he he meets a girl and I think he he thinks that he kind of maybe blew with her from him being kind of the way he is. Mm-hmm. And on top of that, I think his something somebody did something to his program, so it's not working. And so throughout the movie, he's kind of losing it. And then he, uh, I, I, it's really hard to explain. He, you're not you're not does, you're not selling me, Brian. You're you're not selling me. He ends up. I don't know why. <laughs> was he like the Christian Bale character in the big short where he was a genius and he could came into work like barefoot? And uh, like nobody fucked with him because he was such a financial whiz, whiz kid? Uh, no, they people fucked with him and made fun of him. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'm not um, getting it. He, You're he not ends selling up, me, man. He ends Mosquito up reading, Coast, you he said, ends right? up reading mosquitoes in his, uh, in his very large apartment. Because he, he always like... He breeds mosquitoes. Yeah, I think I'm trying to remember why, because I, I think he based his uh, his program what? off of off of bees or something. <laughs> well, then why, why didn't they call? <laughs> why didn't they call it the bee state? Because he breed, bred mosquitoes and. Uh, well, then, I, I would if his say model was based on bees. Why would he breed mosquitoes? Well, his model's failing now, so. Oh, going for a new model now. Yeah, I think that's what the the purpose was, but it, it's it's kind of gross. 
because they kind of do close-ups of mosquitoes and mosquitoes laying eggs and <laughs> like a national national geographic and then he he lets the mosquitoes kind of on him and they're like covering his body and then like he shows up to to work with all these large very disgusting mosquito bites <laughs> And this is Christian Bale? No. Oh, no. Wait, I'm, I'm confused. This is a Polish-American movie. It's so a Shudder exclusive. Nobody we've ever known. I didn't recognize I thought I recognized the main girl, but I looked her up, and uh, she just looks like somebody you might know. Maybe she was in a Polish porn that you saw on you porn or something. I'd watch it. But, uh... It's slow, it's weird, it's kind of interesting, but I would definitely say it's psychological, but thriller, no, drama, yes. Uh, all, all the uh, mosquito bites he accumulates on his body, that's the only horror I would say, because it, it kind of falls into that body horror. Okay. Because the first one he gets, he shows up to work. He has like a large one on this on his cheek, and he's kind of just going about it like there's nothing wrong. But you know, people at the office are looking at him like, "What the fuck is going on with you?" Yeah, like when you got a big pimple. Yeah, <laughs> and he you just, don't know it's there. And your your buddy's like, "Should I tell him about it?" Or yeah, but he doesn't really like care what people. Because like I said, they kind of make fun of him. For the way he acts and stuff, so this is brutal. It's not bad though, but I definitely, if I knew it wasn't really horror, I probably wouldn't have threw it on the list. But it's <laughs> it's super weird. Okay. Oh man. That's mosquito state. I'm sorry, mosquito bite. What mosquito was... state. Mosquito state. Okay. That was his state of mind, I guess. Mosquitoes skeet. <laughs> okay, I'm sorry, man. Well, was it a bottom ten? Was it that bad? No, no. Okay. I didn't think it was bad. It just, uh, I don't, I don't put it in because it's it's on Shutter. I remember they were making kind of a you know mosquito states coming to Shutter, you know, because they like to acquire other movies. And I just definitely I went through the horror label on it. I'm gonna I'm gonna pass, man. Yeah, it says right here, Wall Street genius who becomes the willing host to a colony of mosquitoes. See, that has potential. That sounds great. Kind of like yeah, that. I might have just explained it wrong. You know what? Whether you did or you didn't, I'm probably not gonna add this to the list. Yeah. I probably, after listening to me explain it, I probably wouldn't watch it either. Well, <clears throat> it was well acted, though. Was it? Yeah, With the main guy. Answer? He he really did play this person that that was antisocial and didn't okay. know how to. Especially when he met the girl, he just was he couldn't look at her, and she she was clearly like into him for some reason. Maybe she liked mosquitoes. Oh, this is way before the mosquitoes. Okay. Well. But that—that so that is one thing when people 
people did kind of look at him like, you know, what the hell's going on, but didn't really. Because if I saw somebody that was just covered in large mosquito bites, Mm -hmm. I'm neither getting away from this guy or I'm trying to get him help. I'm not going to be like, oh, what's wrong with you? Oh, how's your day? You know, how's your day? (laughs) That looks like it hurts. (laughs) So it was like probably oozing pus and everything after a while, I'm guessing. Yeah, they were just gross. Yeah. And he would like when he would go back to his apartment, he would like walk around in his underwear and with mosquitoes. He would just yeah, he'd then just have like large amounts of mosquitoes and how how did they not get out of his apartment? Mosquitoes. It was almost like they were trained kind of <laughs> trained mosquitoes. Like the old it, flea circus of, of yeah, it was days, it was so. like it was like a and it, it looked cool like because there would I mean there was like millions of them in his apartment and they would like right. swarm around you know how birds like fly and like sequence. oh yeah yeah like the shapes of the swarm yeah. the swarms and stuff like that yeah, like it, it looked cool collective mind type thing yeah so hmm. there, it, it like I said it was super psychological and okay. Yeah, if Lance, if you check it out, like you know, let me know because maybe I I missed something. But... Maybe I maybe I will check it out. Now, was it subtitle? You said it was a Polish slash no, American. It's, it's English. Okay. Uh, eh. and I I don't believe it's dubbed. And uh, you ever see SWAT with L O Cool J? Mm-mm. Oh wait a minute, is that the? Yeah, I think the, so. The, Isn't the that guy the that they? Imitated SWAT officers and did bank robberies, or am I thinking of a different movie? That's a different movie. SWAT's the one with uh, Colin Farrell and Hawkeye. And what? Yeah, they're like transporting a, a prisoner, and he's like getting off subject here, but he's basically he he offers anybody a million dollars to break him out, and. He's the the guy that owns the the Wall Street company in this one, and he's kind okay. of uh, he's an asshole in this one Understood. too. So you so you've seen him before then? Yeah, I just thought about it. Okay. I did recognize somebody. He he's the asshole Wall Street <clears throat> company owner, and he was in SWAT as the villain. So okay, well, so you said I guess SWAT could be the sequel to Mosquito, <laughs> couldn't it? <laughs> or. This could have been the sequel to SWAT because somebody right. did. Somebody broke him out of Wall, uh-huh. uh, and he became a Wall Street broker, trader, whatever they do on Wall Street. Right. Yeah, that's a great question. Whatever they do on Wall Street. <laughs> yeah, because um, he was explaining his program and I was just like, I don't fucking get it. Well, I, I, you're kind of almost got me a little curious now. How yeah. long is it? Is it? A two-hour or hour-and-a-half movie? Uh, I'd say about an hour 40. Wouldn't it be funny if we came back next week and I brought this one up? And it was going on your top ten. <laughs> you never know, man. <laughs> Maybe there was a hidden message in there that uh, that you just didn't get. But since you know, I studied advertising and shit and read all those little books about that my mom used to always keep those books around the house, subliminal advertising, like with the ice cube that had like the naked woman in it and shit like that airbrushed into it. Oh. Yeah, maybe it was like that. I don't know. Probably not. Probably not that deep, Brian. Yeah, but if you're definitely, if you're going into this thinking it's a horror, it's not. 
All right. Well, we'll uh, we'll if we can, we will end this one on Shutter as well. Um, but not a boring movie and not a slow burn, but definitely super weird. And a lot of the times we'll watch movies that are like annual films that we watch every Halloween season over and over again. My next one is actually one that I've uh, just seen for the fourth time this year. Oh. Kind of like this year's Midsommar when I watched that one like five or six times. Um, Brian, you can't beat Psycho Gorman. Oh, it's so good. <laughs> I have really got to go back and check out this guy's other movie again that I didn't like. You're still not going to like it. You don't think so? I just no. didn't like the cult aspect, like when they were in the hospital and all those cult members were showing up. Yeah, and shit. I think it, it. I think you said it was it was borrowing too much from other movies, but you really, yeah. I, I remember you really appreciated the effects in there. The effects were great. Yeah. Now he actually, this what's his name? Kaskowski? Steven Kostansky. Like Costanza. I should have known. Okay. He actually did, speaking of VHS 94, he did that that little um, vegetable masher uh, commercial in there. Yeah, he is a part of uh, a group (laughs) called uh, Astron 6. They are a group of filmmakers and they they do a lot of uh, practical effects. Uh, I won't. Well, I want more. I want more because this is. I guarantee you, Psycho Gorman's going to be on my top ten. No, nothing's going to push this thing all the way off the list. I, I loved every minute of it. The silliness. Um, a lot of people have a problem with the character Mimi that she's irritating or obnoxious, and she's supposed to be. That's what I love about her, man. Every everything about everything about this movie is, and I didn't. My son was a huge Power Rangers fan uh-huh. um, back in the day, and I remember him watching all those Power Ranger shows, like the the Yellow Ranger, the Pink Ranger, the Blue Ranger, the Black Ranger. Yeah, I never got into it. I didn't either. I didn't see the point of it, but he was into it pretty big time for a while, and this captured that perfectly. But it like uh-huh. turned it all on its ass. You know what I mean? Yeah, like it, it kinda, showed the gore. It kind of had a little bit. Uh, I, I I would like to ask the, the director if he ever watched the the Giver. You ever see the Giver? I have heard of it. Isn't is it? It's an Asian film, right? Yeah. Well, they they made an American version. Okay. And uh, kind of same thing as well, not same thing. Uh, it, it's kind of Power Ranger esque, except his suit okay. is like an alien thing that attaches itself to him and becomes a suit. Oh, I like I like that idea. And uh, Mark Hamill's in it. He plays the mm-hmm. the detective. Oh, Mark I, Hamill. I, yeah, I got a lot Luke of Luke Skywalker uh, himself. Yeah, I got a lot of uh, feeling from that movie. I had to check it out. Nez is over here messaging us. He he said, "Man, I wonder if he's talking about the Halloween movie or something different." <laughs> oh, we'll see. We uh, should find out shortly, yeah. won't we? Because I I know people are divided on it. Not divided, but well, the question is: is this better than the previous one? So we'll find out tonight. Um, yeah. Or actually, you'll you'll you guys will probably all find out a day or two before you listen to this. 
Yeah. So you like to put that show up first. So um, I guess that's it for for this week, Brian. Yeah. Until uh, next episode or next installment. Yep. The 31 days continue.